0: That's Patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y, unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds.
1: Podcast Mit Tom Reimann. And David Well.
2: All right, we're good. We're we're cool. young, you know. The whole are we got our whole heartache lives to ahead of us,
0: and we stand. Yeah. Is um. It... <laughs> it's, it's, uh, love is a battlefield. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> I had to say it. You had to finish it. <laughs> I could. I couldn't let it hang there. Uh, what ends up a strike cast? Strike cast. It's the strike show cast. that we have always done. Yeah. Um I'm your co-host Tom Ryman.
2: I'm the other one, David Bill.
0: I'm TV's Sean Baby from the internet. Sean
2: Baby. Hey. Hey. How are you? Hey. How are you, Seanathan?
1: I'm great. That's good. Uh, awesome. Uh, little hungover. I did a podcast last night where uh, I decided to get drunk because uh <laughs> why not? People deserve In real the real time. honest me i guess we didn't make a big deal out of it but then by the time we were done i looked down i'm like oh i drank uh, nine beers this hour uh, i'm I, sort I, of feeling that it's like it's, a i guess i'm a lightweight after the pandemic if you're not saying
2: anything it's fun because then people are listening to the podcast being like what's happening?" it's like a slow werewolf yeah. transformation
1: yeah he's getting real worked up about these marvel comics from yeah. 1974.
2: oh that's great <laughs> well welcome um i
0: guess yeah uh, thank you so much for doing the show speaking of podcasts and My stuff pleasure.
2: what what are you up to these days what you got Do you, you, you plug in things you got anything to plug into oh, us
1: oh i'd love to plug stuff uh i and robert brockway um we work at a place called one hot dog and it's the best uh go to our patreon uh patreon.com slash 1-900 hot dog uh daily jokes text and image like the old days it's the final comedy website uh once we're dead it will all be over it's true
0: it's very, it's very extremely true you're
1: taking us
2: all with you when you go <laughs> that's fair that's ideally
0: fair. like predator
2: yeah exactly yeah you do the bomb
0: yeah
2: Oh, we all Love did our him. laugh.
0: I would, it would actually be more scared if I turned around and it was actually Sonny Landom and not the Predator. Oh, yeah. Right. He is so much more scary. <laughs> Sonny Landom genuine maniac.
2: <laughs> oh, that should be on his oh, business man. card. Um,
0: I'm sure it probably was toward the end there.
2: <laughs> What's the, what else are people up to? I just watched... Um, I just watched uh, the Grudge versus the Ring, whatever that movie was called from Japan. Oh,
0: sweet! Yeah, it's like Ju-On versus something.
2: It's their names, but it, um, yeah. it, uh, it's just very funny because it's clearly like a movie where it's like they're not trying at that point, and yet it's still like better done than a lot of horror movies in America. Like there's still like a baseline to it where like right. the things they're doing, I was like, wow, that's actually pretty good for this fucking this like 10th sequel of this series. Um, so that's all that's what's up with me all right, right now. All
0: right. That's I, awesome.
1: um, I'm trying to sneak into Baldur's Gate. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't had much time for it. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Same. I played a lot in early access. Did you play it at all in early access sir? I did, but it was like early, early access. So I forgot almost all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like two years. Um, yeah, what I'm a... in the same boat though. Bare- barely had any time. I'm still on the ship. I haven't got off the ship. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I barely had a second to play.
2: <laughs> what um, what is Baldur's Gate? It's an RPG. Okay. <laughs> I thought I you were know. kidding. No, no, no. It's the no.
1: uh, highest-rated PC game of all time. Now, really? The greatest game ever made. Is no, it? it's good. It's uh It's by the people who made uh, Divinity: Original Sin. So it's like a super, super deep tactical role-playing system where you can kind of just do anything. Yeah. Uh, less so here because they're kind of confined by the Dungeons and Dragons rules, but you can more or less do anything. Like if you, if yeah, like, that's cool. I wonder if I could like take that barrel and drop it on a guy's head and then get him wet with liquor and then light him on fire. Yeah, I guess I, I can do
0: that.
2: That sounds fun. Would yeah, I like
0: cool- it? Probably the I was about to say the coolest thing about it is it's multiplayer. Um, So it is like next to sitting at a table and playing like fifth edition D and D. This is the closest to playing D and D.
2: Oh shit! That's that's like pure
0: fifth edition rules. You make a character just like you do in in fifth edition, and yeah, it Mm -hmm. control it plays exactly like fifth edition just as a computer game.
2: Okay, I'll check out this Baldur's Gate.
0: Pretty sweet, Dave. Yeah, pretty sweet.
2: All right, I believe you. I believe you.
0: i be Baldur's been, Dave soon. I've just been
2: playing Subnautica on the Steam Deck, which is surprisingly uh, a good a good um, experience on Steam Deck. I didn't think it was going to be, but it is. So that's what's up with me. Yeah. Game well, wise,
1: Remnant Two is my other hot video game tip. We're like really spoiled for video games these last.
2: Oh yeah. Months.
0: There's too many. There's I can't play any of them. I'm I, 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 so
2: ready for Texas Chainsaw.
0: Oh, that's that's that's. That's today. That's when this episode comes out. Is
2: it? Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Neat. Um, I need to get into remnant two as we well. Talked I about did that on a, a hype cast.
1: Yeah, we did, uh, didn't we?
0: About, and I yeah. yeah, just looked miserable.
1: You guys are both like, Oh my god, this looks amazing. I'm like, that looks like the least fun. <laughs> <coolest>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like the
2: creator of it. That's where that's the thing. Yeah. Is yeah. We, I mean, we we had a lot of fun playing their their Friday the thirteenth game. So, you know, okay. Yeah, I am trusting that it'll be similar amount of fun. Um but we'll see. We we'll
1: see. Soon. We have I've talked about Remnant 2 on our uh podcast, the Domzo nine thousand. Uh and I'm I was just so, completely addicted to it. Like every free second I had I was playing Remnant two. And even non free seconds, like while I'm trying to take care of a baby, I'm like, Oh, I think I, I think can beat this boss in the yeah. baby. Yeah. baby, all right.
0: baby all right. <laughs> just Did you play the did you play the first one?
1: Yeah, I got super into the first one. And this one, is, oh. it's just so much better in every direction. It's like they, they finally gave these like these crazy talented, this tiny little video game team money and they uh, right.
0: That was like the thing tell. that was I played a lot of the first one, but if I liked it, but it did feel kind of like you could you could feel that they didn't quite have the resources they needed. Yeah. like they had to they make a like, lot stretch.
1: What is the rabbit? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad <laughs> you asked. OK, so. It's like Dark Souls if you're familiar with Dark Souls yes it's very much like someone said what if Dark Souls had guns So it's a third person shooter uh, it's, it's nice and tight it has like a real like destiny feel to the shooting uh, but with like the diving rolls of Dark Souls so there's like a really high skill cap so so you can like fight a boss and if you're good at the timing you're just really good at killing this boss and, ah. um, and then there's like a real deep like, uh building systems, so you can make your guy like oh i'm gonna be a cowboy and a healer and and then you mix and match your guns and your equipment to you know fuss with that it's it's really satisfying and fun you know i and, i'm and like it's also got like RPG. yeah it's kind of a ludo rpg but it's also like built around discovery so so they'll re- re-roll the entire world and then you get random stuff every time so you kind of never know what boss you're gonna get or what zone you're gonna get Ooh. Uh, but it but it doesn't feel like AI-generated crap. Like, it's all really well-curated and and tight.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures, and I think I've actually watched people play it on a stream, Uh, and it Mm -hmm. did look pretty compelling.
0: Um, Yeah, I think it's three-player fire teams, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And and it's so
1: good in multiplayer. Like, uh, there's a lot of thought given to, like, making it uh, user-friendly. So if one guy picks up a ring, everybody gets that ring. You don't have to, like, oh, guys, come over here and loot this
0: thing. It's, like, no.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it when they do that.
0: Yeah, that's dope.
2: Yeah, that sounds cool. All right, I'll check it out.
0: What up, Gamecast? Uh, let's game name cast. some producers.
2: Let's name some producers. <laughs> Big thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank, thank you, you to Aaron Burser. Thank you thank to you. AJ. Thank you to Thank Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Thank you. Thank you to Asking7. Thank you much. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Boodleson. Thank you. Let me swoop in here. Thank you to Brian or Tom Nose. Thank you.
0: Thank you to Brockway loves the Meat Millie. Thank you, he does. Thank you to Brito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because he loves y'all. Ska. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis.
2: Ska as well.
0: Pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah. And thank you to David Knife Boot knife, Henson. Knife
2: Boot Henson. All right. Mm. Oh, my goodness. We have a strike cast. We Are Are we taking next week off? I think we
0: are. I think we are, Unless yeah.
2: Unless you want to go it alone. Um, no. No, I'm going so, on strike next week. Yep, yep. So we're really feeling that strike cast next week. But this week mm. – uh, we are well do, doing. It's I. It doesn't feel fair to make them guess
0: what we're right, doing. Right, because we forgot to tell them last time anyway. So let's just tell them. This is August of nineteen ninety-three. It is, These are however, the top. yeah.
2: <laughs> we had to uh, eliminate some that we had covered for July because they roll over. You see, things right. that were probably Jurassic
0: July. Park was still hanging around in August of ninety-three. Yeah,
2: so we're gonna take a journey back in time to August of nineteen ninety-three to see what's up. You know what we should do is 83 at some point, too.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh,
2: But our first trailer. 43. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Our first trailer is for Poetic Justice, um, a movie I didn't know existed. (laughs) Uh, Really? For real? No. The Janet Jackson and Tupac. I'm Janet like, Jackson and Tupac movie her? made by
0: John Singleton. Yeah, this yeah. movie was huge.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, apparently. Really apparently. Big. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at the poster. I've definitely seen this. I in bet the you saw star. the
0: poster. Yeah, it was yeah. everywhere.
2: Yeah, ab-
1: absolutely. Everybody knows John Singleton, of course, from uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. He yeah. was a PA on that.
2: <laughs> uh, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, I was
1: just watching the the Larry Fishburne interview where he's talking about how uh, they were both working on Pee Wee's Playhouse. And John Singleton was like, uh, because Larry Fishburne was uh, the cowboy. Cowboy, Yeah, he was. Yeah. And uh, Cowboy Curtis. Yeah, that was right. Cowboy Curtis. And he's like, dude, I'm going to write a movie for you. And he like made good on it. And he said, boys in the hood. uh, I wrote this for you. That's amazing. And of course, it was a big hit. And that was brought to you by Pee Wee. Yep. All right.
2: And he would make go on to make yep. Too Fast, Too Furious. So there's that.
0: Yeah, John Singleton, RIP. he passed yeah. away a few years ago anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this looks good.
0: My freshman's still <laughs> alive. Still <laughs> Hank, still That's kicking. Time. Oh, yeah. he, Beat the uh, shit out of Hannibal in that TV show. It was great. Did uh, okay. he? <laughs> yeah, they get into a huge fight. It's awesome.
2: That sounds pretty awesome.
1: And um,
0: he killed at least one predator in Predators. Yeah, he did. He definitely, he killed, he he definitely killed a
2: few predators.
0: Killed at least one predator.
2: Yeah. <laughs> This, uh... I forgot
0: he was in there.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie's so good.
0: He was, I assume. kind of love Predators, yeah. Was
2: Was that a, um, like, because I feel like there's a few roles where it's like, if we can get Schwarzenegger for this, good. If not, we'll cram in someone else. I'm
0: pretty sure I read that that was supposed to be Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I assumed, like, they it. have
2: these, like, placeholder roles where, they're like, if Schwarzenegger will come, if not, we'll get Larry Fishburne. And sure. honestly, just as good.
0: Yeah, yeah, just as big a pop from me.
2: Yeah, this uh, so this is about a, a bad mailman.
1: Right, very bad mailman. <laughs>
2: it seemed like they uh, were just that taking that truck around. I was like, you're not delivering that mail. <laughs> um, Might
1: be, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like the concept was that uh, Janet Jackson was really good at poetry and Tupac was good at beats, and they came together and found love. And you're like, oh, cool, it's like going to be about it, two pop rap songs but then it's like a really like Michael Jackson E. Janet song uh right. that, that plays and so With uh the, I don't po- know, her, poetry's, yeah, her poetry's
0: yeah her poetry is written by Maya Angelou which I didn't know until we uh, until I watched this yeah. trailer. She's
2: also like, Angelou is also in this apparently but there she is yeah when they said poetry by Maya Angelou and then her character was like I sent you poetry I'm like that's not your poetry they just told <laughs> you stole it from Maya Angelou.
1: <laughs> right. With permission, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I would oh. who Maya Angelou was in 1993. She's, you know, a household name now, but I I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know, because I, I don't think I could name one of her poems. Right. I think, but if you said, name a poet, I'd say, Maya Angelou, got it. Right, this, this
2: that's, fucking...
0: That's my one poet I know.
2: <laughs> this movie's out of control. <laughs> I need to see it now. It's.
0: Yeah, I know I, know I saw it, like, once on Showtime, but I... Can't like because I've seen my cousin was a huge Tupac fan um, right. and remains a huge Tupac fan, so we would watch like we watched uh, Gang Related. Um, we tried to catch all the ones when they would come on Showtime, and I know I've seen this at least once, but I can't re- really remember anything about it. Sounds it sounds like unfortunately.
2: it's about, it sounds like that she goes on a road trip with tupac from with tupac, la yeah. to oakland and a mail truck which i gotta say what is that gonna take like four days in a mail truck like that thing is not going least... more than 50 miles per hour
0: yeah that yeah.
2: that honestly sounds <laughs> like a nightmare. 38 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um
0: i don't think you'd want to go faster than that yeah
2: this seems like a good movie i wish <laughs> so the, I'll, I'll just tell you right now i don't remember like the first three movies we're gonna cover so my take on them is like really this looks, this looks pretty good <laughs>
0: looks fine yeah sure. you know okay oh, so, so you don't remember the next one
2: i've seen it but i don't really remember it now okay yeah oh. i i but this one i mean this one i i'm just kind of like well, how did this pass
0: me, me by i saw it yes yeah. same we my brother and i watched this movie constantly
1: when what it came it out. i've seen it twice but no, uh, I sorry. Me and Tom are moving on to "So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh,
2: okay. All right. Let's, no. <laughs> let's, I guess let's move on to "So I Married an Axe Murder." Yeah, this yeah. is um, this is from that era where like Mike Myers was like, "Oh yeah, you could fuck him, right?" Like he's like a Gen C cool guy. Um, they
0: were like figuring out what he could do with yeah. his career. Like uh-huh. this, "So I Married an Axe Murder" is is about him being. Just about the most grounded person I think he's played in a movie, even yeah. though it's still a Mike Myers movie. So there's still moments that are over the top. And I, But he's just like a dude but... that's in the dating scene in San Francisco. Yeah. He goes to like beat poetry bars. He's like cool, like early 90s cool. So we were really so, into yeah. poetry this was, year. At least yeah, the fuck yeah, years the from Mike hell, Myers. Right? <laughs> this, yeah, one... yeah. He,
1: he's playing like a silly guy in the real world. So he's like trying to be funny, not like, like you know, Wayne. But he plays. Uh,
2: he does play Bruce. his family right. So he does do like he plays a, his dad. He gets to fat bastard yeah. it up, which is like mm-hmm. what he ultimately, what we used him for. Like right, like, him mm-hmm. playing just a normal guy. I was just like, ew. I reject that. I reject that completely.
0: Yeah, yeah. you didn't a do it too. <laughs> Yeah. He didn't do it too many more times after this. No, he didn't. Like I don't think I don't think he's done a m- too many movies after this where he doesn't wear a lot of facial prosthetics.
1: Yeah, and that's how we like it. I, I feel like he's not handsome enough for the vanity. Like when you could tell, like, oh, I'm trying to be like handsome and likable. You're like, boo. Right. Get exactly. It's kind of like, and-, and I feel like this is maybe the most flash in the pan uh, trend of any cultural trend. Uh, like this whole like white guy beat poetry in san francisco it's
0: like it was, well this is gonna be dead next weekend. yeah that was a year that was 93 yeah. to 94 like that was counting crow's first album and then that was your window man yeah, yeah. never again
2: <laughs> yeah this is like the grungeish era it, it reminds me of also um fucking like early ben stiller when he's like yeah i'm just like All a cool, comedy i was cool jx yeah. guy and i'm like no you're not go yeah. fucking harass happy gilmore's mom they- They all
1: wanted to be so cool and fuckable. Yeah. And it's like, I
2: you could be funny, but like I don't know about the cool and fuckable of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh I hate to spoil it. Is she an axe murderer?
1: No. Oh, okay. Oh no no no, she's not. But they like really like slow walk it. Like there's many times in the show when she probably should have said, Oh, here's what the deal is, but it like they got to the very end and she's like, Oh no, I got like uh spoilers if you haven't seen this thirty year old movie, but like she's like, Oh, it's like I got this friend and she murders everybody
0: I date.
2: Ah, it's, her, it's, her, it's, right. her,
0: it's her sister, Amanda Plummer. So Dave,
2: oh, the yeah. second
0: you watched the movie and were introduced to her sister, Amanda Plummer, You're you like, probably would have said, well, she's the killer.
2: Yeah, she did it yeah. as Amanda Plummer. <laughs> yeah.
0: They do oh. vamp it up though. They They really like lean into... Her being like, "Are you sure you don't want this?" And it, it's like Cape the Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons where Homer comes around and he's like, "But you want to see my chainsaw and my hockey mask?" Like they oh, have Nancy yeah, yeah. Travis do that constantly in this movie. That's yeah. what it seemed
2: like. I I like I said I this is one that like I would see on like Comedy Central, you know. So I've seen the movie in, in like fifteen minute increments over the course of okay. ten years, if
1: that makes sense. So you know the poem, the where he's like, A "Woman, yes, whoa, I remember whoa, that. Whoa, man, I, I found." I found that so obnoxious. Like it the era when you were supposed to think it's okay, I was like, God damn it, how are we gonna get through this era of Mike Myers? And then he did Austin Powers were like, Okay, this is great. Yeah, and then Austin Powers Christ. again, we're like, No, no, you gotta stop this. <laughs> and then God, the love guru. Uh, oh oh you, I'm you glad guys she... had to have seen the the oh, Pentaveret. Yeah. I didn't oh, see, see that. the
0: Pentaveret. Oh um, God. I'm glad you brought up it, the love group because I did want to point out that like this trailer, specifically the trailer, is it's done like a bit like he just, he like introduces it like Alfred yeah, Hitchcock. He like, and he's doing a whole character. It's like a whole it's little sketch. It's like the
2: sketch. toys trailer it's yeah. like yeah
0: but he did this a lot with his movies yeah like he did it with the love guru Jesus. and i know he did it with a probably. i don't know but i'm pretty sure he did it with at least one austin powers movie mike
2: myers i'm I'm looking at his career and it is such a small window um which isn't to say like i don't want to take anything away from his talent or anything like that but we were oh, just no, I like mike myers we were i like briefly this movie. for five years we were like, Mike Myers. And then after that, we were like, okay, we're all set. He did Wayne's World in 1992. He did this mm-hmm. in 93. Wayne's World 2 in 93. And then Austin Powers in 97. So after he like went back into his cocoon after in 93, well, it was like, I got something cooking.
0: Um, it's because this, this bombed.
2: Right. Okay. That checks out.
0: And, that, and he was off Saturday Night Live at that point. And
2: that's pretty much it. That's it and then we're oh well i guess shrek he came back for Fre- shrek. yeah
0: shrek came in there
2: um but that doesn't feel like a mike myers movie you know what i mean like that's not
0: but not like, really i do i do kind of honestly forget that he's in it
2: sometimes yeah and then that was in the 2000s where he's like okay you like shrek all right let's give a let's throw in some more austin powers um i think he'd already done one austin powers and then i'll do the cat in the hat and we were like Dude, please don't point. please don't do the cat in the hat um, but he did it anyway and then yeah, yeah he
0: didn't he did not listen to us with that one and
2: then it just spirals out of control after that um
1: yeah yeah
0: man i bet i could recite his poems from the mm, <laughs> i'm yeah. not gonna but i bet i have them
1: memorized. Do you, uh do you guys remember singles yeah that movie yeah about, like that, Seattle right. I, 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 okay that but, has
2: like both the pearl pearl gem and fucking um
1: Eddie Vedder's in Eddie Vedder's yeah. in it yeah shit yeah yeah like as a character so I feel like I feel like these came out around the same time and we're almost going for the same vibe yeah uh and it's just funny how timeless I think singles is and how like you look at so I married an expert you're like no one is, this, think... is this an alternate universe that no one really went <laughs> to things like this right yeah.
0: i think singles yeah. captured the broader movement like singles is right. much more a grunge movie yeah. and this is like kind of like an offshoot it's more like an alt comedy but it's still like kind of related to grunge it's got that coffee shop indie vibe
1: yeah but yeah it was like, i guess yeah. it's sort of how grunge it, like when grunge happened it sort of made everything else look lame you're like is high you know hey i love i love the band poison right and they're like well here's nirvana you're like well now i feel like an asshole for like i don't a poison, like poison all right yeah. right. i like you guys hear this Vanilla Ice song, guys? It's a Nirvana time. You know, like as soon as you're in a room with a Nirvana guy, the Vanilla Ice guys, like, I feel silly. This, I, I, everything we're doing is silly. I keep thinking and high fidelity like is part
2: of it, is. and high fidelity oh, is two thousand. No. High, high fidelity is so, so much later, later, but it feels like it shouldn't be. Um, God damn, this era. <laughs> when was, when did the truth about cats and dogs come out?
0: Like ninety seven.
2: This feels like it's part of this, but maybe not. Chasing yeah. Amy is definitely feel like part of that. Pop culture
1: splintered real hard around this time, and like, there were certain things you could like, and not you weren't allowed to like something else if you liked that one thing. And yeah, and so I yeah. met an expert or fell on the wrong side of that. Yeah, yeah, like. It's some real. It's like so. One of... married an axe murderer. Fans on this side of the party. Singles fans on that side of the party. And there's definitely a cool side to that party. Yeah,
2: singles is definitely the better one. But it all feels like the height of like uh, Gen X hubris. You know, like it. It's yeah. all just part of this that. Is,
0: this was this was the Gen X flashpoint for sure.
2: Yeah, and it was.
0: Truth about cats and dogs. Is ninety six. i was real close.
2: You were close. It was. It was. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the prettiest time. Um but it, it, it's fine when is swingers swingers feels like it's 96 on the t- feels yeah i was gonna say on the tail end of that um yep
1: yeah, yeah.
0: that's for the sex rests that's yeah.
2: For <laughs> yeah this it was the stuff for where, all the
0: guys that grew all the kids that grew up to be problematic
2: right <laughs> this was the shit where it's like i was young enough that you'd think i'd look at this and go this is so cool and i remember not thinking yep. it was very cool when it was happening yeah
1: Agreed, and then there was uh,
0: Boondock Saints for guys who would go on to uh, choke their wives. Oh man, God. that is—I didn't <laughs> see Boondock Saints until ten years after it was a thing. I think so. I think I, I think I saw it at the right time.
2: If you rent that movie, I think more than three times, the FBI puts you on a list immediately. To, yeah. I
0: want to walk back but, a little but bit. But again, at the
1: time, <laughs> I remember thinking that movie was so cool, and now, like, I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, oof. Uh, fight Club, a... I think, holds up. People talk shit about Fight Club, but I think that's a pretty no.
2: Fight, movie. I think Fight Club and holds think... up. Yeah.
0: I think Fight Club holds up. I honestly think Swingers holds up because swing Swingers is pretty sharply written to make us understand that the four main characters oh, are the dumbasses. No, no,
2: Swingers is, has the Fight Club problem, yeah. right? Where you're like the people who yeah. are like, this is cool, right. don't understand what they were trying to say. Right.
0: Yeah. Where like John John Favreau understood that they were not cool.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, Swingers has the vibe of like, yeah. I remember being in film school in my 20s, and it had that yeah. vibe where it's yeah. like, oh my God, everybody here sucks. <laughs>
1: i guess that, that was, his was like more overt like i remember he ordered a scotch in that in that movie where he's like i'll take a single malt he was like trying out trying to be cool and failing yeah and that that was his character doing that and i thought that was like uh yeah really funny and like uh human with the a, double in a, in the a double
0: down like, scene yeah
1: yeah similar like a total lack of vanity mike myers could have taken a lesson from that here in so i married an axe murderer right he was trying so hard to be the cool fuckable heartthrob
0: right you're right yeah he's he's never really the fool like he he vamps it up a little enough because he's you know it's a comedy he's doing a mike myers character but you're right he's never like embarrassed or eh, i don't know you're right
2: i love this era i'm just now i'm googling like because it is such a spectrum like do you guys remember the last supper with cameron
0: diaz I remember uh, seeing parts of it, but I, I could not. I feel like pull that's that more satirical.
2: That was more of a darker one, or like House of Yes. I feel like might be around this time.
0: I remember House of Yes.
2: Oh yeah, House of Yes is. I enjoy House of Yes. Or is that yes, later?
0: That's well, that, no. This is a. It's that's around this time. It's
2: ninety-seven. I just looked it's it like it's
0: like around the mid-nineties. But yeah, um, that was a pl- uh, play, too. This was a time where
2: Miramax roamed the earth and like ruled all. This is a. All right, yeah, hell of an era, and it's all Mike Myers' fault.
0: Speaking of which, no, go to the next movie.
2: Sure, another
0: stakeout,
2: <laughs> a movie I've also not seen uh and i at first i was like the, richard dreyfus emilio estevez i was like how is this comedy <laughs> like that's not how you Amen. make comedy um, so you, like,
0: i guess you, i i take it you've not seen the original stakeout no, to, to which this is a sequel
2: jesus fucking Christ! neither of them they both are like secondary comedic characters you know what i mean where it's like they're not neither of them are the funny one uh they're both yeah
1: no one's there to steer the joke
2: exactly they and then,
1: both, both sort of complain about the joke when, being right. like, when Rick, they're just two
0: guys you know? in an inner tube on the river ride exactly. like nobody's pilot in this thing
2: when rosie showed <laughs> up, i was like oh thank christ like she's actually a comedic <laughs> actress um Oof. but it's not like
0: here. not in this trailer
2: yeah it's bleak man
0: This trailer's man. not doing anyone any favors
2: <laughs> were they both in <laughs> stakeout
0: yeah, it was this, the original stakeout is is Dreyfus and Estefes, and they both have mustaches in that one.
2: <laughs> and he has the dirt it's just, mustache in this. It's, just right, mustache. it's It's
0: what was funny about it is it is kind of a like a clash of the scumbags. So they're reun- <laughs> they are supposed to be scumbags. Under the throwing Rosie O'Donnell in the middle of them in this movie, but that's I saw this movie uh, right. with my parents. <laughs> but I, I, could, I couldn't I tell you anything else about it because is, I saw it in 1993.
2: This is a real dead heat situation with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, and I'm like, who's the funny one? Like, who's who's the one I'm supposed to be laughing at? Who,
0: who did they trust yeah. with the comedy of this <laughs> film?
2: And nothing against these actors. I'm just very right. baffled.
0: But, like, Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, are like, could be either one of them.
2: Yeah, and this is the I, same. Only one
0: of them was on Saturday Night Live, and yet...
2: yeah. <laughs> Sean, have you seen this or Stakeout?
0: I had to have seen the first
1: Stakeout, but no, I never watched <laughs> this. I have seen Dead Heat, which I, I love. Oh yeah,
2: that's great a a very, very
1: ironically. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, Joe Piscopo is uh, aggressively bad in it. Like <laughs> he, seen... I, well, we already mentioned, uh, sex pests in the show, but Joe Pesci is maybe the world champion of of sex pests in that in that movie.
2: Oh yeah, he's like, really
1: he's the constantly horny. And then Treat Williams, of course, is a zombie. Every, oh, everyone's seen the movie. It's, you know what? I, yeah, you know what it is. Uh, but Since yeah, we're I, already... I feel like oh, yeah, Dave in your notes in the in the doc, it says this trailer's a black hole for comedy. I agree completely. Yeah, like every line that they tried to deliver in this trailer is just like. Bleh. I'm like, just I'm Richard Dreyfus. I fucking hate being here. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Man, okay, you're gonna put that in the trailer. I'm just imagining
2: this silent theater. And people watching this movie in a silent theater in the fucking
1: nineties. Yeah. Just oh, conversations man. starting up, like nobody had a phone to check. But if if they if they're pulling out real, yeah, taking phones, the, bringing the wire down, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I'm down here. This fucking movie. Richard <laughs> Dreyfuss is really cranky about it.
2: <laughs> oh fuck! Is it probably- yeah, they do blow up
1: a house in the, in the trailer, which seemed like a pretty cool like set piece, yeah, I guess. Literally-
0: the stakeout does seem to escalate.
1: That's cool. Yeah, this is from they, the. Um... Uh, there's there's part where they like do a quick cut between like everybody doing like a signature performance, like Richard Travis, Emilia Westerfest. and and everybody's like, and then like Rosie's like in the in the She's bath, singing like, in the bathtub, yeah, and then a dog howls along with her, and I'm like, yeah, God, that in 1993 that had to have been a 70 80 year old bit.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. It was already that, an old that was like
1: big, Yeah, that was like their big thing. Like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Bring everybody.
0: That's <laughs> the button at the end of the trailer is dog howling. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Heresy's the singing.
2: This is from the director of Saturday Night Fever, who I'm realizing has done a that's lot fun. of like the film version of that guy. If that makes sense. I mean, War Games and Short Circuit, that's not bad. But then they did like Nick of Time, Drop Zone. Um, also
0: uh, not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and then these, uh, bird on a wire.
0: Confident movies. Yeah, bird on a wire. I mean. Sure,
2: they're all fun. Look Gibson
0: feeds a guy to piranhas and bird on a wire. Yeah,
2: these are all they're all.
0: Where fine. else are you gonna see that?
2: That's that's it. That's real, it for real life, point, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Again, we're we're weird movie freaks. So that's what I mean by these are like the that guys of movies where I don't yeah. expect that many people to be like, oh, yeah, I love that. And apparently he did a Dracula movie right with um Frank, Frank Langella after uh, I Need to See. Because sure, it's, yeah. it's got Lawrence Olivier. It's from the director and Donald, of Another stakeout,
0: How can you afford to miss it? It's
2: Frank Langella, Lawrence Olivier, and Donald Pleasants. That's just grumpy motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. I need to watch
0: that. Real, real harumphin. Yeah, sons of bitches.
2: Uh, point is that uh, we have nothing else to say about another stakeout.
1: I think maybe. I don't yes. know. This is more than anyone's ever said about another stakeout. <laughs> no one will even remember. We All
2: said right.
0: this about another All stakeout. Right.
2: God right, damn. Not even
0: contemporary critics of the film said this much about another stakeout. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Let's get o- go on to heart and right, soul. I should have
0: kept this mustache. Sorry.
2: Heart and souls, baby. Heart and souls. Uh, yep. This cast... I- every time i'm like shook by this cast
1: yeah so so weird but i think it's supposed to be right I, yeah, I mean, yeah
0: honestly, it's an, like, definitely ensemble film from the for director sure.
2: of tremors mind you
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh, of course it's
2: classic, I, I mean we've all seen this one right i i've certainly seen it it's early Robert I mean, I Jr.
1: kid yeah it's so post- Robert Downey jr can see dead people and yeah, <laughs> coming off the huge hit Chaplin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that Chaplin wave. And then there's four ghosts that die in a bus crash. And I think they're from like, like an era before, right? Like these are old
0: timey ghosts. Yeah, well, no, they, they I crash know. when he's a they crash when he's a little kid and they attach themselves okay. to him. Nice. Right. It's such a big idea.
1: And like, yeah. I, obviously we've all seen enough movies that, that something like this, you can kind of yada yada. This is a ghost movie, but like the trailer does not make it clear why or what the goal might be. And I think it, that's something that maybe yeah. is missing. Like, the like if you are, tell me, Hey, up these life. ghosts. Yeah. These ghosts need to do this with this guy's help. I'm like, great. But it's more like there's ghosts here and it's right. weird. I'm like, well, oh, okay. I don't remember. I don't
0: remember the movie. You got to tell me what, 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 it's why? Like a, you gotta- it's like a mix between drop dead Fred and the sixth sense. Yeah.
2: It is a good yeah. movie. I've seen it. It's. I remember it being quite good. Charles Grodin is always good. I'm shocked by the presence of Tom Sizemore, though. It 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 upsets oh, yeah. me every time.
0: He plays a real Tom Sizemore. Yeah, character being haunted by Sizemore. him, man. <laughs> he's maximum Sizemore. Yeah,
2: yeah. He
0: gets
1: in. He's like, I need your body, Robert Downey's like, Hey, no, don't get in my body, Tom Sizemore, and he does. And then as soon as he's in there, it's like, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you, stranger <laughs> yeah. lady. Yeah. And then they I'm have a ravenous seizure because when you have a ghost in you that's sexually harassing women you have to fight to get them out which means rolling around on the ground air pumping uh, so it's it's very strange you could i guess this it's, was just sort of an era where it's from the you'd man- run up to strange ladies and be like your life's in danger and that was like a joke
2: <laughs> it's from like the mannequin era of like Comedy yeah. slash romance, where they were just like railing cocaine and throwing out the first idea, and then just making yep. the movie based on that.
1: Yeah, just making a very sincere, high effort attempt yeah. at it.
2: It's also just weird to think about Robert Downey Jr.'s bold. career because again, he had already like been nominated for an Academy Award for playing Chaplin. Um, he had had yeah. like a a, a like he had had like a career before this and then he would continue to have a career after this. And then he'd go away from for a a little bit.
0: A little while. Yeah.
2: yeah, Yeah. And then he has a complete fucking new career. It's just weird. Um, like I, it, it, it's easy to forget he's in this movie. Like when I think about this movie, I think about Charles Grodin more than I think about anybody else. And Kira Sedwick, um, Woodard. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. But that, I think of all, all of them before I think about like Robert Downey Jr. And this is like a blank slate. Does that make sense? Where he's just like yeah. the guy, the thing is happening mm-hmm.
0: to. He pretty yeah, he pretty much is. Yeah. Although it is it is a good performance in the movie. I do like this oh, yeah. movie. <laughs> it's not a bad movie, right? Is it? Not I don't funny. know if it is or not, but I like
1: it. I'd say it's a bad trailer for a good movie if yeah. I had to guess just from the trailer and what you guys are saying. Sean, but, you haven't uh, seen Heart and Souls. <laughs> Like I said, uh, I'm—I probably did, but it was 30 (laughs) years ago. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't make much of an impression.
2: You should watch it. You gotta sit down.
1: I don't really resonate with, like, we could tell you any multiple personality stuff. Like, once an actor's like, "Oh, I'm gonna play five different guys," I'm like, "All right, so this one's for your real. I'm not. It's it's (laughs) obviously for you, not me. Have fun."
2: Right.
0: I was just thinking we could tell you anything about it. You have no way of knowing if it's true.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: And I'm and Charles Harding eats yeah. So many ferrets in this film. Yeah. Swallows them whole.
2: He has ferret eating face. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I could he see that. He has him the teeth on. for
2: it. Yeah, he does have the teeth for his,
0: it. His yeah, his face really does look like the last thing a lot of ferrets see. Yeah. <laughs> uh Dream of on?
2: Yeah. Let's dream Let's on. Speaking of the afterlife, Jason goes to hell the final Friday. I, I got to point out something Boy. about this trailer. They say they're like from Sean Cunningham. He he I made know, the first know. one. Now he's going to make the last. He didn't direct or write this movie. He is a producer. He's
0: a producer. Yeah. Right. It's really funny in the trailer because it says, the person who created the first Friday, Sean Cunningham, is returned to give you the last. And then immediately after those titles flash on screen, it says, directed by some other dude.
2: Yep. <laughs> also, just looking at the credits, the cinematographer was named Bill Dill, which just... Hell yeah! Cool, cool name. Great name. Um, I remember being so pumped just looking at this in the video store with that that hell snake, shot, like coming out of his, yeah, out of his mouth, and yeah. it makes it look so cool. It makes it look like he's going to go to hell and fight like and like kill teenagers fucking in hell, and that's not what happens that would at be
0: all. Amazing. He's not. No, that just expectations.
2: Jason is but not right in this that much.
0: He really isn't. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. Um, Yeah, this was my least favorite movie for a long time. Yeah. Uh, It it was a frequent watch on Showtime. Um, But uh, there is an unrated version that exists that was sort of hard to get a hold of for a while. But the recent Blu-ray releases from Scream Factory, I know, have them on there. So I've finally seen the unrated version and it's a lot better it's still not a great movie yeah. it's like a real it still has the really weird decision of the fact that jason's not in like 80 percent of it yeah it's
2: like the fifth one where you're like well this yeah. is what we want it's like
0: his spirit is possessing people like, well,
1: That's not really what i want to see yeah, yeah. that's so fun <laughs> well this trailer is there's really nothing about the movie in the trailer it's all about like the icon of his mask it's like right. you yeah know, like evil wears a lot of masks and has a lot of faces and then like reword that at several times. And then it's finally like, yeah, but like real evil only has the one mask, right. this one mask from Friday the 13th, which didn't even show up until the third movie. And you're like, okay. And it's the final movie, which it turned out not to be. Right.
2: And all so, the, uh, all the clips are from like the first 15 minutes of the movie that they show right. because Jason is only there for that. Yeah. Wow. So
1: to, to sell the movie entirely on how like, uh, this is just the iconic character, Jason's mask, and then not have that in the movie. It's, it's a kind of a final, it's, it's a Friday the 13th move, I would say. Yeah. just be that deceptive.
2: It does have the Evil Dead Book of the Dead, if I recall. And it does have the Freddy versus mm-hmm. Jason tease. So it like, does. they knew it wasn't going to be the final one. Yeah, pretty yeah. much everything they promise in <laughs> it. It's, that's just very funny. I feel like a lot of the Friday the 13th, like little subtitles are making promises that, are completely false. I mean,
0: technically, if you don't count, well, no, they did Jason X, so never mind. I was going to say, if you don't count Freddy versus Jason because it's like a team up, I guess, and if you don't count the reboot, then it is kind of the last one. But no, yeah, they do Jason I just, X. I
2: think I'm thinking of the yeah. final chapter, and I was like, nope.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah they, they've done it like a long time. Oh, yeah. A new beginning. A new, a new nope, beginning, and really. they just abandon those characters. Yep.
2: They keep doing it. Jason takes Manhattan. Jason takes I would Manhattan. argue he does. No, he not. doesn't. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. He didn't. No, he doesn't. He spends most of that movie taking a boat.
2: Yeah, yeah. They lie a lot <laughs> yeah. in their Don't little. Don't trust them. Yeah. Uh. Um. Well, similar uh, vibes. The Secret Garden is our next trailer. This is. Mm. Um, I just I was assuming it'd be the kids like eating a bunch of opium or something in Maggie Smith's secret garden where it's just like don't go Exactly like don't go to my secret garden. There's a lock. If if some old lady says that, don't go there because it's probably filled with shit that's like really illegal.
0: Um did you guys see this movie? Or maybe just scissors. Or just (laughs) yeah. yeah. Just be scissors. Yeah. It's a gun it's her gun safe, it's her vast gun collection. You
1: can't have kids playing with all those scissors. This this has, has that trailer that's so unappealing, it almost sounds sarcastic to me, where it's like in the in the little closet among the magical yes. enchanted special like they have these words that they pick to almost specifically sound like they're trying to be funny. Like, we're calling a boy in, an enchanted boy is, like, that's something I would do. Right? <laughs> I mean, to, like, let enchanted? people know I'm fucking around, right? Like,
0: like... <laughs> yeah. They also don't key us in as to why or how he's enchanted. What he is, just seems to be hanging mean? out.
1: Yeah, that, you mean,
0: like you <laughs> we Do we do Is that,
1: like, are you, is that a euphemism for something? I don't i know oh, it does man. feel it's like
0: 90, it feels like yeah, so.
2: the trailer feels like something that would like go through a serial killer's head in the moment that they they was executed or something like it just feels <laughs> yeah. like a cursed fucking
0: movie uh, these I, are some last really moment images yeah. for sure
2: i think i've seen this movie and i remember being like weird and dark but i i haven't seen it in a very long time
0: it's got the weird and dark vibes i remember i've never read the book i it's i've always been aware of it it seems like it's been around forever i don't actually know when it was it's published, like a but garden I'm...
2: that makes you immortal right
0: Is
1: that right? I don't know, man. I'd I'd have no idea what the book was about. I I mean, they got to cure that sick kid in there, right?
0: Right, and then there's like a shot of like some adult who is apparently one of their dads, and he says like, you brought us back uh, in the trailer. So maybe it is that. But I was going to say, yeah, what I was going to say is the trailer keeps making offers. And like, I had no idea that this is what the secret garden was. (laughs) Like, I thought it was just like, I think I get it confused with that movie that's about the girls that faked the the cotton, whatever, the fairies. the cotton oh, yeah, cotton yeah, 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 fairies. yeah, I remember
2: that movie. Yeah.
0: Um, I forget what that one's called, but I think I was confusing these two for the longest no. time. So as this trailer was unfolding, I was like, holy shit, where's it, the ceiling on this thing? Right,
2: I think it's like Fountain of Youth shit, but I don't quite remember. This is one where it's it's like, it's, it's one of those so I'm surprised no one did a remix where they made it look like a horror film. Because it definitely has those vibes, right?
0: It, it kind of feels Agreed. like The Hours a little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's like, I don't know, man. It it feels very haunting, but I'm I'm desperately trying to figure out the goddamn plot. Um, let me go on the IMDb.
0: Yeah. It's we don't need to crack this nut today. It feels
1: like like a Transmorphers Narnia. Like it's sort of yeah. like it's Narnia, but like not close enough to Narnia. Your grandma won't know.
2: Yeah, it's Narnia adjacent. Yeah. Also, um, Maggie Smith, always old, never young, never was young.
0: I think yes, she got... She got years ago. The thing that fucked me up about Maggie Smith is that she gets cast to play old Wendy and Hook, and they pile on old makeup on her. Yeah. So it's the same thing with Christopher Lloyd, where he's wearing old makeup in Back to the Future. So growing up, I always thought he was a lot older than he was. Right. It was the same thing with Maggie Smith.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Also, this was shot by Roger Deakins, so whatever the case, it's well shot. Whatever this fucking nightmare movie is. Nightmare <laughs> looks good. Yeah, I guess I'll watch this movie sometime. I'm going to sit by shot, myself yeah, and watch
0: magic this. Magic hour. I'll yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll love it. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let's get back together after we've all seen the Secret Garden and talk about the Enchanted ah! Children and their special <laughs> adventure. Meet back
2: here in a year, and we'll all talk about the Secret
0: Garden. I want to know why. He, what's the Enchanted Boy do? Does what's he do cartwheels?
2: What's the fucking secret? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can he does ride a unicycle? Exactly
0: <laughs> <what> they <laughs> call him Enchanted. Maybe
1: he's got a weight problem. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's... it's... Enchanted sounds like they're trying to say so- something bad in a nice way to me. <laughs> like he's he's got a it week does. to live or something. If you call a boy enchanted, I'm like, oh, oh, I understand. And
2: again, it all feels terribly yeah, wrong with It him. feels like you Something wrong a with secret... his,
0: his bones, right? He's got a skeleton affliction. A
2: secret garden also <laughs> right. sounds suspicious. It all sounds suspicious.
0: Yep, yeah, it all sounds like a VC Andrews book.
2: Mm-hmm. And they they show it in the um in the trailer. There's like a hand coming out, like drawing them in. Like it really feels like a fucking horror movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, and like it it. Hand it does the exact exaggerated beckoning motion that Miranda Richardson's hand does when she gets crushed in the hell tree at the end of Sleepy Hollow.
2: Exactly. Yes. So it's like, mm. <laughs> so it and also
0: it's using the, th- it's using the theme from Edward Scissorhands. So it's like,
2: yeah. Seeing into like,
0: the future of Tim Burton.
2: It's like some sort of haunting. It looks like it does heal the child according to this synopsis I'm reading. Yeah, um, okay. and yeah, I think it brings back yeah, the dead. So it's a cursed garden. Subtle yeah.
1: subtle but clear in the trailer.
2: Yeah. So it's a cursed garden. It's uh mm. it 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 helps you but at a price, right? That's probably what
0: I hope they burn it at the end. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They better.
1: Raising the dead like that. Mm. Yeah. They probably like drop a Hitler finger in there and they like accidentally remake Hitler. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, be <laughs> secret Garden made of Hitler.
2: I love the term dr- accidentally drop a Hitler finger in there because yeah, I'm know. not <laughs> sure what sequence of events that is.
0: You know, like yeah, the they, kids have them tucked into their bicycle spokes
1: like, yeah. like baseball cards. They fall out. <laughs> they find a, yeah, they find a trunk of Nazi memorabilia. There's <laughs> Hitler finger in there. Yep. And You like, know how it goes. <laughs> sure. What's this finger? Let's take
0: it to the secret garden. Oh man. Send David We're happens really easily. You think this is a good idea? <laughs> yeah. You're an enchanted boy.
2: <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. You know what's not a nightmare? The next mm-hmm. trailer for Hard Target.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Hard target. John Woo,
2: John Woo from the writer of um fucking the Jackal Barbed Wire, uh, Dark Man. So like this person just rules. Um
1: yeah. All good stuff. Yeah, 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 I remember seeing this in the theater and there's this big Asian crew there. Uh, I didn't know who John Woo was at the time. This is his first American movie. Uh, and it's, it's directed by John Woo. And they all cheer. And then it says, starring Sean Club Van Damme, and they all boo. And I <laughs> thought that was really funny. They had a whole bit that they did as a crew.
2: That's amazing. I forgot how greasy he is in this. Like, I know he's a greasy. Oh, he's
0: next level. He's
2: a greasy guy, but this is gr- the oh, greasiest he's, like he's a, ever been.
0: He's like a, a room temperature butter pad at a diner. Yeah. He's, this was, he's so cool he's, in this movie. Yeah, grease <laughs> equals coolness. This, this, this movie kicks so much ass in like a minute and 50 really seconds. Does. I mean, this trailer, rather.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they don't show the Bentley shot, but yeah,
0: very well. Like, there's
1: this movie never stops being awesome and entertaining and hilarious and crazy. It's Uh, awesome from beginning to end. Yes, uh, if someone didn't like Hard Target, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here! Oh yeah, I was, I was out of my country.
0: (laughs) My mother took one. Uh, I.
1: How do you get the chance?
0: this is it we're, raised we're... by his cage and uncle Wilfred brimley <laughs> yeah fucking bayou
2: we're balls deep in sean clock because he had, he had oh, done man. universal soldier um then well, this, this is peak, then van, was, damme. This he, is yeah. peak van damme this is peak he was gonna do he was yeah. about to do time cop and then street fighter uh this is it you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah time cop is his most successful film but yeah this yeah. is like peak van damme at the height of his powers oh yeah yeah
1: obviously i think Bloodsport is is the best probably
0: movie period but
1: like sure sure sure, it's uh it's right up there i feel like hard target it's just
0: only hard target rules so hard only one
2: movie has wilford riding a horse from an explosion and it's hard it's hard not to think of that as the height of cinema like at all like there's this. yeah it's like it's this and then the t-rex scene in jurassic park you know like this is yeah this takes it all
1: and, Remember, and... Uh, there's a scene, I know Tom knows it, where he's like, he comes, he's like, hey, do you have my old shotgun? And <laughs> Wolf of Brimley's like, the gator ate it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, like this gator's just eating his guns. Eating his No questions. No questions, John Claude's Like, yeah, I understand that happens out here a lot. Well, it's an occupational
0: yeah. hazard out here in the bayou. Gator ate it.
2: Yeah, every time you buy a shotgun, you gotta buy like five of them because a gator's yeah, gonna eat at least three uh hard target um, he, he also
0: makes makes moonshine that'll make the jackrabbit slap the bear or whatever. right Jack yeah that's, bear, that's yeah. right what a gra- after oh. you for business or pleasure
1: i get yes, a, it's both i it, feel like, like just impenetrable accents yeah
0: it's like they're, yeah they're they're trying to out french chef each other even though I, that's van damme's <laughs> like authentic voice yeah <laughs>
2: And he's like a weird drifter in this, right? Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He's trying to get work on a on a boat when um, yeah. he's, right? He's he's homeless when uh um. Oh gosh, Yancy Butler meets him, but he's uh, yeah, but he's former Marine Recon, so he's total
1: badass. Um, he like kicks a guy through the motorcycle helmet off of his motorcycle, like that, like a speeding motorcycle. He'll kick the helmet on it. That's how
0: hard he kicks. Just like mm-hmm. his shin bones, impossible to break. Yep, he kicks two dudes in the face uh, with a single kick. It's incredible. It's yeah. how it's, it's during his introductory kicking scene.
1: God, and I since it's uh, in New Orleans, they go, they have like a Mardi Gras graveyard where they have the, the final showdown. And Jean-Claude spends the whole time just fucking around, like setting up, like he'll like kick a gasoline can. This is in trailer where he kicks the gasoline can and then shoots it the shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. He does a whole things like that. Like he's like, I got to kill every single one of these guys in an awesome way. And then he does
0: yeah that's <laughs> that's the john woo
2: i mean this yeah. is like man action films were so awesome <laughs> during this time yeah and i feel like they and, were like a they pragmatism were awesome. to like the
1: john wick movies yeah and then you go back to hard target and you're like now see this guy really thought carefully about how to like put on a show with this guy's death there, whereas keanu would just run a guy over it yeah i
2: mean uh, you know john wick has its charm but it definitely feels like this style like i feel like the last film that gave me this vibe was maybe the transporter where like jason mm-hmm. statham is kind of also the you know kick kick man and like when mm-hmm. he like greases himself up in that one and like grease yeah. fights dudes like that up. gave me hard van damme the fucking Green vibes titles. yeah yep it's just mm, so good so hype I gotta, I gotta rewatch yeah. this they, film. They they,
0: they they scratch different itches in my brain. Yes, um, John Wick and this style of action movie. But uh, yeah, no, totally.
2: Oh yeah, well, John I Wick. I'm like
0: that's impressive John I'm, choreography. A, a raid. I I love yeah. that type of like this
1: raid. this force of violence ripping through guys but like hard target was from this era where there was just more theatrics to it in yeah. a way that Let's, was a more operatic was so, the impressive was so beyond stupid that you knew it was supposed to be stupid right
2: the impressive yeah. is, isn't the physical feat it's like whoever yeah. came up with it you're just like oh yeah. kudos to the jackass
0: who thought this up right like it can't you can't just shoot the bat. like it's you know in, in uh, last boy scout where they kick milo into helicopter blades like, yeah. it's like they gotta they gotta yeah they have to make a spectacle out of it it's it's about that's yeah Absolutely. A hard target mm. mm-hmm. the king of spectacle <laughs> what a film
2: what beautiful a film. everybody clap clap yeah. everybody at home clap all right robin hood men in tights <laughs> this movie i remember being so excited for this movie when i was a kid i remember seeing so fucking pumped Many times, mm-hmm. feels like i i've noticed there's like um with mel mel brooks people like some people hate it some people don't i i noticed that where it's, there's kind of a line with yeah. this one
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: um i, I I'm, uh leaning hate i guess if i have to i don't see, know i was just uh, just
2: the right age for it
0: I'm I'm going with I was going to actually kind of agree with show I don't hate this movie, but <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny when I saw it. Yeah, um, I, mean... I do. I do like it more now that I'm a, an, a older. Weirdly, um, I guess I'm just more vibing with Mel Brooks the older I get. But like, I I only yeah, liked like a couple of his that. movies when I was a kid. Like really? I liked Blazing Saddles and I liked um, Young Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say um, that's I was...
0: pretty much it.
2: I was raised or space on spaceballs, yeah, of course, space yeah, balls. yeah, yeah. I was raised on Blazing Saddles, and then like, yeah, spaceballs was good. I never saw a few like Young Frankenstein. I didn't see till late. A High Anxiety I saw at the time, but I don't remember as well. And yeah, of course, spaceballs. Yeah, I guess this is right before Dracula didn't loving it, isn't it? This is like yeah, which right I at the also
0: end. really hated. See,
2: I liked, <laughs> I really liked this one, and then Dracula, I did not, I did not care for. But this was. This, to me, was just as good as everything else. I don't know.
1: See, the thing about Mel Brooks for me is uh, I guess I was kind of an outsider comedy snob around this time. So something like the Ben Stiller show really resonated with me. But like uh, Mel Brooks always felt uh, too broad and uh, so, so not subtle, but in a way where there wasn't like a second layer to it. Uh So it's just Mm -hmm. like, here's like a big fart joke for your grandma. And I was like, I don't want to share a fart joke with my grandma. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the vibe I have with Mel Brooks. And so, right. like, like he does these things that might may or may not be like objectively fun, but it just feels like the target for it is such a normie that like I kind of be I, I, I'm I'm afraid I've got to try to be too cool for this. And right. I know that's where I was when Men in Tights came out. And and like Tom says, as I get older, I, I like let go of some of that like that yeah. attitude. But but I do feel like. um uh, Mel Brooks has that 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 big broad like vaudeville style comedy that like just my he has a my, it feels like my generation is just like man get this the fuck out of my face <laughs> square
0: ass nerd comedy shit it's interesting you know, this, this dusty old comedy he does <laughs> real quick to Sean's point he does have a quote I think it's uh, Patton Oswalt called it out in his book or, or I forget where it, it, there's there's a famous quote from Mel Brooks where he said wit is shit money uh, funny is money. It's like completely what you were talking about. That's interesting. Right. Or he just, he goes for the big gag because that's the kind of
1: he also... yeah, And and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't, but like yeah, uh, something like men in tights would have like a big showpiece of a joke. And so like, if you think it's funny that like someone's rapping about Robin hood, I mean, I think you're a fucking idiot, but like, like go ahead and do it. Try it, try it. But like, that's four minutes of the movie. So right. when that doesn't land, you're like, well, now I have to sit through four minutes of a rap about Robin Hood that no one in their right mind should enjoy. And <laughs> and it just eats up too much movie. I, I don't mind something or like a t- if something has enough joke density, it's OK if there's a lot of misses. Uh, so, like, for example, Family Guy, I don't hate, even though there's a lot of bad jokes on Family Guy because they're doing enough jokes that some of them are good. They're and if you're a full yeah. guy, you're like, I'm having a nice time. Mm-hmm. Whereas I do. Uh, Mel Brooks, you might be going 10 minutes of just groaners, just
0: big theatrical groaners. It's interesting. Right. Like I, I, never, I never thought the dink dink chant in Spaceballs was funny, and that bit feels like it goes on for a long time.
2: It goes on for very a very long, long time. time. <laughs> I feel like after Spaceballs, or is Spaceballs counts for you know, that? This...
0: like, a nice bridge over the River Kwai
1: reference that lasts for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, after, I feel like after Spaceballs, there was this, like, he started like i i feel like young frankenstein high anxiety those are all like parodies or blazing saddles is technically a parody but they all kind of feel like their mm-hmm. own movie whereas robin hood men does blast you where it,
1: it like parodies a direct ev- parody
2: well it also parodies like every like does home alone like where it's like there's it feels like there's oh, no yeah, joke. The home alone joke there's no joke that isn't a parody does that make sense Whereas blazing saddles it's a general yep. parody. Young Frankenstein, obviously a parody. This High society, obviously a parody. But they feel like they have their own jokes in them. Whereas they're I more, they're, they're a little more, more satirical. Yeah. Um. So I can see that. Again, this is I liked those, it up to Men like, Tights, but I can see like that difference and that happened. has
1: There's a gag at the end of this trailer where where Carrie like looks directly into camera and he's like, unlike some Robin Hoods, I can do a British accent. And I guess that's a Kevin Costner. Like it is, joke, it is. But it's but it's just like so fucking clumsy. Yeah, it's. it's I, I like I I can't imagine less of a joke. I can't imagine a worse joke. It's just like making a direct reference to the thing that that you want to talk about without like elevating it or uh any like what criticizing for not using a British accent like that's just a fucking choice. That's not a a thing to judge and it, it certainly isn't funny i think and it, what it it, i don't know is, and the idea of someone laughing at that is is like offensive to me well i
2: think what it is what made <laughs> like me that, like <laughs> what i like about Robin Hood Men in Tights God personally
0: dammit. i know
2: it's kind of Go what ahead, i dude. like about it's kind of what i like about Naked Gun where a lot of it's a little bit i mean this is a lot of slapstick t- where it's yeah rooted in performance
0: it's real broad but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like you're where,
2: right, yeah. where like that's what it is with men in tights a lot of the actual jokes like like you're describing the rap the lines i don't find those particularly funny a lot of it is just like he said a line in a way that made me laugh and that's it right. that's it where it's just like sure. the the performance made me laugh and it's definitely like the, on- um
0: the escalation when Blinken is telling him how all of his family is dead. Yeah, exactly. Or the like way his they, performance escalates with each bit of bad news is they, pretty
2: funny. They do have the bit in the in the trailer, which doesn't really land in the trailer, where he does the duel and slaps him, and then he s- nails him with the knight armor. Like that was very right. funny to me, and it's just like the, it. It literally comes down to like the swiftness in which he picks it up and hits him. Where it's like conceptually well, they, it's fine, but what makes me laugh is just the actual execution.
0: They also uh, cut it short a little bit in the trailer, but like, what's really funny is that the sheriff is really struggling. <laughs> after yes. He takes that. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so it, I don't know. It's, it's. I can definitely say oh, this is on the other end of Mel Brooks, where people stopped. you know, I, really getting...
0: did, I, I did warm on this one. At, the older I got, like I actually do like this one now, but I still hate Dracula Dead and loving it. And I yeah, think I mean, bad.
2: Dracula Dead and loving it is not a good, not good, right? Nobody likes that one.
1: The steak Maybe. joke is I feel good. like the failure of that would make it, like, funny. That would add that layer that I need I for haven't, a Mel Brooks joke.
2: Yeah, I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but, it, like... Yeah, same. It seemed like it was going to be amazing because it was Leslie Nielsen and Mel Brooks. Well, it,
0: dur- it was during that period when Leslie Nielsen was cranking out a lot of turds with Pat Proft. Oh, okay. Who, who wrote on some of the original Zucker movies. Um, like, I'm pretty sure he wrote Airplane. Oh, really? Um, with, with the Zuckers, but um he sort of took over like pat proft i think directed like wrongfully accused and like a lot of the crap leslie nielsen was making yeah. in the late 90s i went
2: ahead and skipped all of those like they i have not seen any well, of those
0: yeah dead and loving it came out in the middle of that so it was like it was kind of like a a, a bad period for brooks and a bad period for leslie nielsen yeah, so, it I was guess so the worst time for them to collaborate <laughs> yeah
2: damn yeah huh. You know, what I gotta watch this uh, scary movie for that sucker, right? And it's got Leslie Nielsen. Is that any good? I don't know. I forget.
1: I would almost certainly use it as as example of the Mel Brooks style of bad comedy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like just all parody, but without like any substance or 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 originality. The slapstick
2: ever. comedy, man, it was like a special thing in the '90s, and then I feel like it's is it gone? I'm trying to think of like modern slapstick that's Like good, jackass. Yeah, I Mm. guess jackass. I guess it was. Yeah, it was funny when it. uh, I feel like the last one was basketball. Basketball was a hell of a fucking team up. That
1: that worked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Basketball
0: had some really good stuff. Basketball's got some pretty funny jokes. Yeah,
2: it's it worked. That team up really worked. I thought. Um, anyway, should we talk about Rising Sun?
0: Oh boy, boy, oh boy, (laughs) weeb Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the weebiest sean connery oh man this is a pretty strong remake of showdown in little tokyo i think
2: i don't know what i don't think i've seen this movie and i'm like why haven't i this is a big oversight if i haven't seen this movie
0: it's i don't re- i don't remember enough of showdown in little tokyo <laughs> to...
1: oh it's exact it was the exact same structure it was like Lee, longer right? yeah yeah, Brandon Lee was like didn't was like a tough cop but had no idea what was going on with like this crazy Asian culture.
2: Yeah. This is
1: from... There's a, a moment I really love in this trailer where Sean Connery's like you got to do everything exactly like this. Uh, I was going to do the impression, but I'm going to spare everyone that. But he's like, you got to be so careful when you're interacting with all these Japanese people because you you could ruin it. And then they cut to Harvey Keitel, like, I'm just, so just bulldozing some dude. You fucking asshole, get the fuck out of my That's way. So I'm okay. Harvey Keitel. I don't care about your Japanese culture. And it's like, wait who cut this trailer it was like yeah. specifically
0: to make sean connery look stupid right it was like a chuck jones joke yeah. like, yeah. like oh, don't move your arms and it's showing harvey keitel moving his arms are all over yeah. the place like a harvey keitel character does <laughs> screaming at a guy like pointing his finger in this dude's face <laughs> as we're hearing this narration from sean Connery,
1: <laughs> it seems like it's going quite well like it seems like he's really handling like, the situation yeah he is he's
2: He's talking about them like they're like zoo animals. Right, like they're
0: aliens.
1: Like, yes.
2: <laughs> Don't make any what? sudden movements.
1: <laughs> this Just man... full-on exoticizing of... of
0: uh, oh, yeah. I mean, this culture. is adapted from a pretty gross Michael Crichton novel. If people are... If anyone... Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening are fans of Michael Crichton. Obviously, he wrote Jurassic Park, but if you... you dug into his books at all after you know falling in love with Jurassic Park like the rest of us did you probably ran across the fact that he wasn't that great of a dude and one of the things he was really bad about was he was legitimately terrified that Japan was going to take over oh, America yeah. Yeah. A lot. Uh, it, it was like a fear among weirdos. It was like, like an eighties, nineties like thing too. It was kind of a mainstream thing in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, because
2: Japan had like an economic boom at that time, and we were in like, the eighties particularly. Yeah, we are like, "How dare they? How dare yeah. they?" Like, yeah. like
0: there's uh, some of it, it in Die Hard. There's a lot of it in yeah. Die Hard.
2: Oh yeah, uh, it it was really mm-hmm. yeah, it's really weird. Even Back to the Future has that too. Um,
1: I think it was that's, like, yeah, what, that's right with our big techs. It was like media. They were huge in media. They had all the BCRs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also the automotive industry. Like yeah. basically they killed Detroit because Japanese cars were were, you know, better and cheaper. And so,
2: yeah. Meanwhile, they're just like, we're just trying to, like, make money over here. Remember yeah. remember when you bombed us twice? We're, like, just trying to recover, and you're, like, Jesus. freaked out. You're freaked Why are you out. you to bring that up? That we're... Why are you always bringing that up? <laughs> you're just, like, freaked out that we're doing all right over here. Like, Jesus Christ,
0: calm got the fuck Sean down. Sean Connery being, like, the trailer introduces them, a veteran of wisdom. Yeah. He's like, you have, to, you have to treat them like Martians. Like, he's so fucking yeah, weird <laughs> about
2: it. It's real weird. <laughs> i gotta watch this fucked up movie
0: i I haven't (laughs) seen this movie in a long time but i remember it being pretty racist this is from Um, at least
2: this is the writer of raiders of the lost ark by the way um no no sorry one of the writers it's um philip kaufman Um, oh he also he would direct this and then disappear until the year 2000 where he would direct quills and i'm like hell Hell yeah yeah. he's just like you want rising sun and we're like no and he's like okay 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 Quills. <laughs> it's like, no, but, still no. Um, still But Jeffrey it? Rush doing a yes. lot of
0: fucking
1: I think the theme of this movie was uh fear of Japan, just just yeah. nationalist fear of Japan. But um also Michael Crichton books always have some sort of um like a bleeding edge tech thing. And in this movie it was uh the rise of digital uh Image manipulation, right? They show mm-hmm. a little in the trailer where they swap Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery. Something head.
2: that we still can't but, quite um, do, but that is very and funny they
0: treat like they're so like, oh my god, and it looks what so fucking changes. funny. Yeah,
1: it yeah, looks like a Pluto
0: really, Nash right?
2: scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but the idea in the book is that like they can um control the f- information, and like, yeah. blah blah blah, the same the same stuff we're still dealing with, just the misinformation that like we're susceptible to because of digital trends
0: and, uh, yeah and I, anyway. I i seem to i seem to remember part of the mystery does involve a manipulated security yeah. camera image yeah, yeah um i can't so, i mean there is still like the Crichton stuff in the book where he does he was pretty good at point calling out what was going to be big influential technology in the next several decades it's
2: pretty wild yeah. though that I like this was dinosaurs. same yeah same as Jurassic yeah, Park. And and he's like, you like dinosaurs? How about fear of the Japanese? <laughs> and then
1: and then yeah, well, uh, we're listening. Yeah. That's what America said in '93. They and said, then, yeah, yeah, that sounds good.
2: And then a year later, disclosure would come out, and he'd be like, okay, well, how about the idea that women suck and are fear terrible women? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like okay, so just dinosaurs then? You just. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. the dinosaurs. Hey, what got if it? Some of those sexual assault allegations were lies. Let's then, really just plant that yeah.
0: into the pop culture.
2: Finally, he got wow, it right again because he was like, we fear of really tornadoes? That, Michael Crichton. Tor- how about tornadoes? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do tornadoes. That's all right, fine.
0: All right, all right. And it's like, all right, we're about fear we're not... of time travel. We're like, yeah. okay, Michael yeah. Crichton. And then he went back to weird shit. Yeah. What
1: about time about... travel? Hmm. Timeline had that, uh, this interesting element where basically you'd 3D yeah. print someone in the past and then sometimes like it would get a little glitched and so there'd be like a tiny like layer of someone missing and that would they would kind of go crazy while they're like missing a, a micron would... of their brain or whatever yeah and, uh, it was, I thought it was that the, was the more you interesting. did it yeah cuz you'd always you'd eventually get some errors that were catastrophic but uh, the other thing is like a time cop had this problem too where you create this elaborate time machine to send someone back in time and then to get them back you're like uh, yada yada Press a button on the watch? (laughs) Yeah, timelines, I think their excuse was that since time travel existed, so did the multiverse. And somewhere there was enough infinite dimensions that there was someone with a machine that magically grabbed time travelers and put them back where they wanted to go. And that was like, I swear to God, like what he wrote in that book. I don't think that made it into the movie, but uh, I was always fascinated by how dumb that was.
0: That definitely didn't make it into the movie, but I do remember the the explanation of the... um... Time travel from the book and thinking that was really cool, too. It was just, yeah, it it was like it was like it reminded me of like the the thing that Jason said about the transporter in Star Trek where it rebuilds you, but it leaves a tiny piece out and just over time, the more trips you make, it adds up and you become like crazy and weird, which is what happens to the one of the bad guys in the uh, movie. Oh, nice. Anyway, we were talking about Rising Sun.
1: I forget. Oh, right.
2: Man, Rising Sun. Fuck. Sorry. I I'm in, I'm now thinking about the next trailer. I'm already yeah, I'm already now, no. zooming past Rising Sun. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, like you're leaping out of a a, a, a way, away from a speeding train.
2: Right. Well, it's time for our final trailer. What could possibly be number 1 in August of 1993?
0: in many ways that we've been waiting for five years to talk about this film on a podcast together and,
2: oh yeah 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 uh this is the trailer for the fugitive mm. i'm just gonna say it this is the best movie ever made
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies yeah.
2: yeah objectively the best movie ever made the fugitive
0: it kind of is it sort of is the best movie ever made
2: yeah it, it from the director like Forgetting holes. about.
1: Blood sport, but it's a good choice. And
2: it's the director of chain reaction to uh Tommy Lee Jones, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Harrison Ford, incredible. And those are the only two people in this movie. No,
0: wait. Nobody else. There's
2: more. <laughs> God damn, Julianne Moore is in this movie.
0: Julian is in the movie. Yeah, Jane Lynch. yeah jo- Joey Pants.
2: Joey Pants. There's so uh what's her name? Cella Ward? Um Yep, yep, they're, they're, he briefly, but yeah, she's there. <laughs> they all knew this movie is the best. It's the best movie ever made, and they want it in. The Fugitive.
0: Such a good, it's Pop, perfect. Papa John from Next of Kin, Dave? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's there, Papa Played John. armed man. They got it's, Papa John? Yeah. Yeah, from Next of Kin. It's the perfect
2: merge of, like, cat and mouse- personality like performance uh and like thriller where it's like there's action but it's like old man action harrison ford gets hit with a chair okay. in this movie remember that where the guy yeah, the doctor it's a real problem there's a doctor fight where two doctors fight
0: there is like a middle-aged wealthy doctor fight yeah it's just the, two extremely wealthy men hitting each other with furniture it's the
2: best movie ever it's pretty cool and this trailer it got me hyped
0: yeah, no, I, I vividly remember this trailer to the point where I remembered that the uh, take they use of Tommy Lee Jones saying his famous uh, hen house, in house, or out house or dog house. Uh, it's a different take in the trailer.
1: Yeah. It's uh... well, I that's kind of just the whole trailer. Like they sort of, you know, they got a Harrison Ford line about, wait, you think I killed my wife? You think I can yeah. you think I? And then he lists the 50 things that they think he did to his wife. And then it's just Tommy Lee Jones is like, uh, yeah. That very famous speech where he like gives the foot speed of a man and then he multiplies that out. He like creates the radius in the middle of the speech and then he, I need Roblox 15 miles out.
2: And they show him frantically shaving, which I honestly thought was a good choice. Harrison Ford, like because it shows like the desperation of being a fugitive right like
0: yeah and the the chase is about to begin we're seeing him trying to quickly change his appearance before the chase starts and then tommy lee jones like get ready for the chase to start
2: it's basically like the first fucking 20 minutes of the movie and that's it that they show in the trailer and it's so good that's so fucking good yeah this is the height of cinema
0: I had no real concept of the show as a kid. Like I was familiar with like the the one armed man as a reference and understanding it was from the fugitive, but like watching this movie, I didn't have like any, any preconception of what this show or story was. So yeah, I I don't know. Great movie. (laughs) It's, it's, it's cool that an adaptation was that accessible and like that big like this is a big mainstream hit and it won tommy lee jones an oscar I yeah think this was the number was one more than one
2: film in haas in, in august yeah and he deserved that oscar instead of a pledge of allegiance we should make kids watch the fugitive every morning
1: that's a mm-hmm. that's a good idea at school uh, good. That, that might take a long time there was an early click hole article that was just a video clip of the fugitive every time harrison ford said harrison ford and the f- fugitive and it was just <laughs> Like shots of him falling down. Go, Harrison oh, Ford. Harrison Ford.
2: Harrison <laughs> oh, that's Ford. So good.
1: And, uh, it's it was incredible. That's that should be the pleasure. That's
2: of like you've seen the montage. Harrison Ford can't find his family, and it's all him being like, "Where's my, be my wife? Family. Yeah, where's my son? Like, there's so many movies where his family's in peril. <laughs> that's so good. Oh man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say. If you haven't seen The Fugitive, like you're not you haven't
0: lived yet. Yeah, You blew it. Yeah, like you've blown it as a human. Your
2: life has not begun. You haven't met that rite of passage. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you have seen The Fugitive, you still have like there's a minimum requirement, right? You have to have seen The Fugitive like four times.
0: It's time to watch. It's time to watch The Fugitive again. Oh yeah, what we're
2: saying. If you watch The Fugitive, you turn it off. Guess what? It's time to watch The Fugitive again after watching Mm -hmm. The Fugitive. It's just it's it's such a repeatable movie. It's such a, I don't know. It's, it's different
1: every time. Sometimes it is. he doesn't get away. Sometimes oh Sometimes yeah. he doesn't shave. Yeah. Sometimes Tommy Lee Jones forgets to search the hen houses.
2: Yeah. That's, a, that's a fatal Sometimes he flaw.
1: does care that he didn't kill his wife. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't kill my wife. I really care about that, sir. I do care. And they I shake hands. do hand. care. Yeah. And they, it they out start of it. A, a lemon
0: tree orchard.
2: Fucking Tommy Lee Jones. He's so good.
0: They start their own wine cooler business.
2: Hmm. That sounds like a delight.
0: Based on the lemon tree orchard. Yeah. Should we talk about news stories?
2: Okay, I guess. Well, first we have to I think mean, some producers. We
0: could talk a lot about The Fugitive.
2: Yeah, we
1: could. All right, I'm, I'm going to think some producers. They I get think it we in. said everything. It feels like you guys just really love The Fugitive.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. the best movie. It deserves <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: That's it. All right. That's, That's really all there is to say.
2: <laughs> big thank you to Deborah is awesome, Barbara is great, and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula the bus driving vampire. Thank, thank you to you. Driftless, a.k.a. Goochcock. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you so much. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank, thank, thank you. you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Read issue two and keep sci fi alive. Thank you. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Let me swoop in here. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Bomb on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step, Step on me. me. Thank, Thank you to Mackenzie Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusing Large Dick Chill. Thank
2: you. Thank you to
0: Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife how many Patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Thank you a musical guest, Rob Richie. Thank you. They you a no one can hear you scream in space McNulty. Thanks. And thank you a norm from Cheers.
2: Thank you. All right. Some strike news. Um, nothing huge. Uh, so we talked about SAG with the indie projects. It sounds like they're not going to do it under WGA, like anything with the WGA contract, which, frankly, I was surprised do, they do, were. What do you
0: mean? Uh, oh, like, oh uh, they're not going to approve waivers. It.
2: Yes. Yes, the waivers, which I was it's honestly deep. surprised they were doing it to WGA contract things. Because, yeah, that seems like they're betraying... It seems like a
0: direct con- conflict, yeah.
2: Yeah. So they've adjusted that, which again very surprising that that was something going on
0: it needed to be adjusted yeah it should have kind of been the thing
2: this is mostly wga news the other thing is that the studios brought a new proposal to the wga the proposal has we don't we don't know for sure but what they said is um giving showrunners the ability to set the size of their writing staff still no minimum requirements for staff but just giving that power to showrunners um more transparency on streaming data but no ties to compensation and then tighter regulations around ai but not much in terms of clarity there needless that means yeah Yeah. needless to say this all ended with mixed results it sounds like they're they're trying to give these like weak concessions it sounds like without actually addressing the issues like saying all right we'll give you our streaming data and it's like no that's not what we asked for is it we asked for that to be tied to our compensation."
0: Yeah, it feels like the the fact that they're willing to show any of that is a big deal because like Netflix in particular, but all of them are like yeah. this, but Netflix infamous, like notoriously does not let anybody know. They're its very,
2: they seem is. very embarrassed by their streaming data. Yeah.
0: Well, I think they know if they, I think we talked about this, but if they show their streaming data, it's going to be much, much less than anybody thinks probably. And then their investors will panic and then their stock plummets and nobody gets any money or pretty catastrophic.
2: Yeah. Or it's much more. And then people are like, where's the fucking money?
1: Right. Yeah. Where's the money? Yeah. Um, It's It's, the same. There's no way they can win. If once we, once we see.
2: Right. It's the same. The thing is, is that what we're like, what the strike is trying to chip away is like, that slimy hollywood accounting right it's the same where how movies just don't make money on paper so they don't have to pay anybody uh it's all that shit where it's like they don't they want to be able to have their cards close to the chest so they can say whatever they want about any particular project
0: i think we said this on a podcast but like hollywood really is just the biggest money money laundering operation in history (laughs) like
2: it really is so This is this feels like it's close, but, you know, not quite there yet.
0: Yeah, I think they really are like studios are really despite all that, like bolstering or not bolstering blustering. We saw a couple of weeks ago. We're like, oh, we've made the most money we've had in in this in in a quarter. Thanks. to Not having to pay all these people. Like, um, I think they generally are starting to feel or starting to panic. Yeah. Right. Right. I was looking at a fall where they don't have any TV shows uh no they're already bumping movies out of quarter four into next year who knows right so they're looking at taking a big old bath that uh honestly they deserve to take and, and unless they want to
2: yeah they gotta
0: make people get a bunch
2: of people thing.
1: who do like screaming jump scare pranks from youtube and like <laughs> shows around them and then that's what we'll be getting in six months and we'll be like no the, no to all this and then, the, then
0: they lose <laughs> billions it's like when all of the uh, pandemic shows and movies hit at the same time and it was like six months too late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want this. Yeah, they, they
2: they need to just accept that maybe they can't make all the fucking money for just like, you know, a handful Not of doing them. doing
0: anything at all. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like they need to accept that maybe you don't, you don't, uh, the, the, the salary of a CAO maybe shouldn't be like,
0: like you know, right. maybe a single a human dollars. shouldn't get paid sixty million dollars a year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they should make they should make a rule so that if like you're in charge of a place, you can't just say what if all the money goes to me? Like you shouldn't. Right. That shouldn't be an option. I feel like that's pretty easy.
2: Yeah, I think you know? so. I'm not saying they can't make money. I'm just saying that yeah, that's a lot of money to make per year on the reg. Right. Whereas when you
1: like some dudes what 26 million years it was like what are the the netflix guy made or the disney yeah. guy i can't remember and but
0: they're the not numbers oh, they, yeah like I, Iger and Zazlov i think both made in the hundreds of millions right and for
2: the year. most part they aren't for making their,
0: their sweet deals yeah. yeah
2: and they're not making like good decisions that's the thing like margot Ro- robbie is making 50 million for barbie but that's one movie and she carries the movie you know what i mean where it's it's like that's, a, an,
0: that's an example of her getting points on the back end that's an exactly example of her of it earning money based on the fact that the movie has made over a billion yeah, dollars
2: that they couldn't right. deny the fact the that it made that, that much money
1: you can't take a Margot Robbie and replace her with someone else and if you did the, the movie would make less money and I feel like most people understand this whereas I feel like here's a situation where there should be more competition being like a Netflix executive I feel like yeah. most people could be good at that job Oh yeah, and there's just no one trying. There's like 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 there's no group of people who are like, here's my ideas. Are they better than that guy's? If they are, I should have that job. But there's just like no. It's just that one guy desperately trying to make sure no one else can ever get his job. Oh yeah, and that kind of trickles down to all producers, and that's you yeah. Know, the I, middle I management of it all. I've, I've been on, you know, I've made several shows, and I always, I always felt like that's the energy I got from people. Saying yes and no to things was like, oh, God, you look, you seem, there's panic in your eyes. You know that any minute you're going to lose your job. Oh, yeah. And you, yeah, and like all you're do, trying to do is prevent that. And uh, I, I feel like if there was a system in place where um, where good people got jobs and could keep them if they made good decisions, I feel like that's, um I don't know. That's can what we fix idea? that? Maybe we can't fix that.
2: I don't know, but um, you're right. Like, you know what job AI could do? The job of David Zasloff. Like, that's the thing. AI could probably certainly
1: could... A, a robot would be better at that. Yeah. yeah. In bad ways. I, yeah. I think the incentives are to make money, and I think the robot would be best at that. If you look at YouTube, you can see uh we just did a podcast on this thing called Troom Troom, where uh, it's like these ukrainians who are clearly following the algorithm and what it tells them to do and they get like 18 million views on these terrible stupid videos
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um that's if if your goal is to get views that's what they're doing and that's what the robot is mm-hmm. helping them do and uh i feel like if that if that's your incentive is to just get views then an ai will be a hundred percent better than these overpaid executives oh yeah uh and but i would argue that maybe views isn't the metric by which we should uh, judge everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, and having someone with a a, a good judgment on what uh, art subjectively is good and what would be good for people to see and what would be fun for people to see, it's very, very different from what could get the most people looking at it.
2: Right. Or someone who just trusts the people under them to figure that out, right? Like... Sure. um, Like if they're, you know, like... It, it's such a big, like undertaking to do to do a whole studio like that like there's got to be some i don't know there's like there's got to be like other people under Zaslov who are looking and going like this is good this is bad but like those they have to be doing a good job like you said the middle management is really the fucking a big issue as well but yeah i don't know it's uh in terms of this, it's clearly not enough. They 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 are getting desperate. It definitely from the these concessions, but they're not giving the goods away, right? They're like they're not no, doing the No, they're gonna they're
0: gonna give as little as possible. Yeah, uh, you know they're gonna inch toward agreement until they get the first acceptance.
2: Yeah, this for is for cl- as
0: minimum as they can give up. Yeah,
2: this is close in that like having giving showrunners the ability to set the size of their writing staff. That's not setting a minimum, but that is like showrunners tend to be people who want to have a lot of writers, like who want to, you know, give that job out. They're not the money person. So they would be like, yeah, let's have a big writing staff.
0: I do know some like Disney in particular has been really weird about that title specifically.
2: Oh, yeah. Showrunner. The title showrunner has kind of been eliminated. Um, It's it's it like one of the things that um one of the problems right now is there's a uh, lack of showrunners and one of the things that the wga wants is like the ability to that's this is part of the idea of having like large writing yeah the mentorships because that's one of the things that's missing now because they don't want to pay people to sit and like learn these things and so we're seeing like A problem where people don't understand what it is to be a showrunner a lot of the time it's not even that creative um a lot of the times it's management it's figuring out you know the logistics of everything but of course it is also creative depending Mm -hmm. on the show and the system but it's it's definitely a big problem with tv right now is a lack of showrunners and a lack of cohesion there i mean that's kind of what happened with like game of thrones and stuff like that
1: yeah. They don't want to pay writers to be on the set, which yeah. used to be a very important thing to have the writer there in case, obviously, that's you need what it is. Changes it or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, well, we don't need this script's already done. We'll just do. Right. You. And, and that, you can find lots of articles and Twitter threads on, on why that's. Not as good. Why that actually ends up costing you in the long run, but yeah, uh, we don't need to get into all of it. Yeah, but yeah, it is but also all that. It, it's, this, all this,
2: it's all it's all the short
1: sighted, like nickel and dime type of stuff that yeah. makes the art worse and will make the industry worse and will eventually make them probably lose more money than they would have if they just
0: paid the people. That's what it and is. Also, though, like, it's just it's just shutting off. It's like completely closing a door that used to be open for people to have a career path in the industry like if you want to be a writer in hollywood like what's your ultimate goal well to write screenplays or be a showrunner right or be like an ep on it on a show or something right like yeah, that's kind of the, that's, what you were up to
2: that's a lot of what hollywood used to be right it's the and idea
0: just, of you. Just, the whole door is just shut now pretty much yeah you show up on set
2: you get a job in a department you slowly learn you know yeah, editors you work your way up editors would usually become directors and yeah writers on sets would become showrunners it's kind of like imagine if an er if med school and stuff was like no, no you don't get to like you don't get to like intern yeah none yeah. of that you <laughs> or just, intern right yeah intern. yeah you just go right into the job and then like why are ERs is falling apart it's like because no one knows what they're fucking doing because they didn't get a chance
0: in in that analogy dave it would be like there you can't do internships and also the people they're hiring as doctors didn't go to medical school
2: right yes that is what it's like so yeah i mean it all, or it's they're just hiring the
0: same three doctors. It's, anyway.
2: it's more the thing where it's like, do you want things to be better? Like movies and shows? These are how. This is how. You know, like by having writers on set, you have better showrunners, and guess what you get after that? Better shows. You get things like the ending of Game of Thrones not happening that way because the showrunners are know exactly what they're doing. You get you get this, you know, having writers be on Like, uh, uh, be staff writers means that they can keep the show coherent, right? It's not like randos every time. It's not different writers. By keeping writers on movies, on sets and stuff, you get better results because the writers are more committed to what's happening and are actually – it's a smaller group of people – it's you know instead of having five writers
0: and stuff like that
2: yeah instead of having a movie with five writing credits you get a movie with maybe two because they're keeping the same people on uh and that makes it a better story because it's less committee um if,
1: if you look at it like this like say you're an executive at netflix and you're like i can spend my day like making sure all these shows are good and making sure that like we're putting out quality product or you could like maneuver to buy paramount and if you do that you get 300 million dollars and so here's this thing where you get zero dollars versus the thing where you get 300 million dollars and right. so you're like okay well i'm gonna go do that second thing and that's your whole day now it's just trying to get that to happen and then uh, maybe you're probably forgetting to be good at the other job if that even required anyone to do anything you're yeah. kind of i don't know no, that's, it. that's my point. It's just that, like, all the it's, money. It's hard to blame these guys for for these insane amounts of money they get if they do this stuff that's that just makes the world worse. But yeah, uh, I can still blame them. Know. Maybe here's an idea. After you make more than five million dollars a year, we'll 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 move that line to wherever it needs to be. Everyone else is allowed to hunt you. Hard target style.
2: Okay.
1: And yeah. You can invest you can invest that over, overlap of money into like getting yourself Lance Henrickson to fight to defend yourself against all the people hunting you i'm just saying that that could be fun that would be fun so if you're like out of work and out of work screenwriter you could hunt the guy who caused that to happen yeah and that's your new hobby that's your new job i feel like they can like
2: donate the money to offset it like that you know they have to have made that money and have to keep that money um Mm -hmm. and like you're saying they can pay whatever amount of money to like help protect They could probably pay people off not to hunt them, too. I'll accept that. There's a lot of creative things you could do with that system. And it would be a good system.
1: Get below that threshold, and you're like, I I didn't have it. The money's not here. I don't know. There's a lot of ways. I think we might have just invented the purge. It's a reverse purge. Reverse purge. Reverse purge.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. Good plan.
1: Yeah, I'll allow it.
2: All right. We solved the strike. Should we move on?
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll probably move on. on.
2: All right, you're welcome. More, more th- yeah, <laughs> more thank yous. Uh, thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Numinal Ultra Microscopic Silicovolcanoconiosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to pre-order TikTok p- superstar Jason Pargen's new book. Zoe is too drunk for this dystopia. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to Rosemary's baby from a racer head. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank
0: you. Ah, You don't do that with horses. Thank you to
2: Sorry Cop, world's most laughable centrist. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron, what patrons at midnight. Thank you.
0: Yeah, maybe, uh, Let me swoop in here. Thank you to the oatmeal savage. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the producer formerly known as the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to the 2B terror bunny says support workers. Egg David Zaslav.
2: And how. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we don't officially endorse that. Thank you to the 7B. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Tiger Doors, Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to tip drizzle. Tip. Thank you to tux. Tux. Thank, Thank a you, a Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you take a flying fuck at the moon? Thank you. Make it your mom. Thank you. And think it is because Pie Guy liked being last.
2: Thank you. Very Sorry, much.
0: Sorry threw that caveat on that one name just because David Zaslav seems like a litigious guy.
2: <laughs>
0: if and you don't I don't know, want to uh, encourage Finn? anyone to throw stuff at him.
2: That's fair. Well, we're not doing it. They are.
0: That's true. That's true. Make up your own minds, you free thinkers. Trump defense. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Dave. Yeah.
1: It was a perfect. It was a perfect uh, shout out. Yeah. A perfect
0: thank you. (laughs) In many ways, it truly was the finest we've done yet. Uh, Dave, as we come to the end of things. We come to the end of August of 1993. Yes. I do wonder if perhaps what uh, you, you might be able to reach across the oceans of time and give us a movie that deserves more, more hype here in 2023.
2: Wow. I can, I can reach across the oceans of what? time too.
0: Are yeah. you some sort of enchanted boy?
2: I am. I really <laughs> am. Um, Oh, fuck, fuck me, folks. This is called the origin. There's no trailer out. There's a clip. Um it's going to come out fall or winter of 2023. It's weird there's no trailer because this is hitting festivals. Um so I I don't fucking know. It's at like the London Film Festival. Uh this is um kind of neat. It's a monster movie. Like uh like a predator uh or a I don't know, alien. Uh name a monster movie, but it takes place in the stone age uh it, yeah it, it looks pretty neat it looks intense they invented their own language for it um they they That's had i know right they had a linguist work on it they had an archaeologist work on it so like apparently they like made it as accurate <laughs> as they can which i gotta tell you we wouldn't know we wouldn't know if you didn't
0: you could say you could yeah. just make up words you didn't have to do that
2: right but it's a but survival I, I it was,
0: time yeah but i'm glad that the linguist found work
1: you know that guy is a linguist he's like i never really get to do a lot of linguists
2: yeah exactly and call them like
1: Can you invent know, that the language is like oh my god i'm specifically trained for that and it's never come up before yeah this is I, um
0: I, I, I do think that's kind of cool though I oh like it
1: that. is cool it's cool like i i don't
2: know this is survival horror so it's like a group of early humans and they're struggling and they're they're starving and then they um start getting hunted and they blame a woman for being on her period. Uh, and so there's like that dynamic. It was compared to prey a little where there's like some misogyny, which, you know, shocking for cave, cave people to have some of that.
0: they They are cave persons. Yeah,
2: And so like, there's, there's this tribal aspect and then this fear among them. And it sounds very fucking intense based on that setting. Um, and the clip looks good. It's a good looking clip, you know? I like the 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 snatch in it. The creature grabbing that guy in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's this the origin.
1: I love the anti wokeness I like that it mm-hmm. hates women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. What if that's what if that's what they they set out to make an anti woke movie? Oh, you, you can't set that today. And they're like, oh, we'll make them cavemen. And they're like, yeah. brilliant.
2: Anti woke cavemen. No, the um the reviews are comparing Instantly it
0: to a Ben Shapiro's fucking. <laughs> network
2: the reviews compared to alien predator blair witch project and the ritual which are all a very it's good lineup sweet. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
2: what do you guys think
1: it looks cool that the clip was like uh, like very intense like the the yeah his son gets yeah. snatched and he's like i'm gonna go get that my kid from the monster and They're like no if you leave we're all gonna die and he has to deal with that emotionally and i was like god that's uh yeah really intense it's a lot to take in. Like, very, very well made, uh, very good acting. That it works. This whatever made up language they made up works. Yeah. Again, I feel like it, it really. Yeah, it really did. It like, worked better if he was just talking English? But that's fine.
2: That's fine. It was neat because, yeah, it's it's a made up language with subtitles. Obviously, subtitles. And I watched the clip without knowing that. I was like, what fucking language is that? It did
0: that and I did it, the same thing. Yeah, now. and it
2: sounds like a language. So, like, yeah, yeah.
0: it's. But I wonder if the linguist like. I'm sure I could read and find this out, but I wonder if they were inspired by actual old languages from I, the area that they knew.
2: I like to think that they locked they him in a room with been, cocaine. Or it if it's
0: just, just like, like fucking yeah. Klingon and it's just like whatever.
2: <laughs> if it was Klingon, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> right. Like after his son gets snatched, the dude's like, "Come blah."
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's If it was Klingon, it would be amazing. And also I would have immediately figured that one out.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: oh fuck yeah this uh yeah check out the clip the trailer will sure be out at some point i think Mm -hmm. this is gonna blow up soon um because i i i think
0: it does look good and it's a cool idea yeah
2: i have a feeling this is about to like get bigger but yeah check it out the origin the origin not origin the origin
0: the origin
2: yeah because there's other movies with similar titles
0: it was hard to like i was having trouble getting the you linked to a bloody disgusting link but i was having trouble getting it to load so i tried to search for it on, on youtube it was kind of hard to find the clip so yeah
2: it's like exclusive that you can't get like whenever i tried to get the youtube clip um it was like blocked in our blocked. Or something. Yeah, yeah 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 i think it's i don't know it's fucked mm. up it's whack it's whack ass the origin everybody whack-ass. check it out cavemen hunting monsters seems fun
0: all right well guys i think we've done it that's a soap Woo. we have successfully struck and cast yeah we have congratulations to all of us yes mm-hmm. sean thank I you in- incrementally more powerful yes thank it's you sean. always nice talking to you guys
2: do you want to thanks for uh, as well.
0: read 1900 yeah, hot dog
2: okay uh, i will I
1: yeah it's 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 good stuff
2: when i'm reading that's it right now 1900 <laughs> Hot, uh, gonna it's read not it right a phone now. number.
1: Uh it but should call be. it for fun.
2: Yeah. Can you call it? Can I call it?
1: You could. It'll yeah. it'll probably just sit there all day waiting for you to put in that last number. Uh, you ask yeah. me for my estimation or like <laughs> <laughs> for my permission. Just
2: do two G's. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> Four ninety nine a minute and you talk to professional wrestler Sting.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's erotic.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, it'll get there. Yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> you got to build up to it. Yeah.
0: This game's gotta, not a piece of meat Having a rough morning. He's like, "All right, you, you got to get in a few minutes."
2: <laughs> uh, um, cool.
0: Backs hurting from lowering from the ceiling so much.
2: <laughs> uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com/gameplayunemployed, G A unemployed U L O Y unemployed. Uh, For $5 a month, you get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Mm -hmm. Futurama, Spiel Boys. Mm -hmm. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. Movies like Hard Target, which we have watched there
0: in the past. And we will watch again.
2: We will watch again. (laughs) So check it out.
0: Uh, Yeah, we also have a store head over to Gameplay where You can find all sorts of, I'm sorry, where you can find a link to our Teespring store, where you can find all sorts of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. Uh, so slap your hard targeted peepers onto that. Your, your, your hard Denim your hard clad peeps. peepers, yeah.
2: Yeah, slap it. Slather us.
0: Slather your us. mulleted peepers. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're just mumbling.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alright, say goodbye. Bye the future, best
0: buddy. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.